and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, they have been viewed by 410 million sets of eyeballs. Uh, the stories that have become the most um, well-documented, crowdfunded uh, production of all time, The Chosen, is back with season three. Uh, and there's going to be some information about how you can see it and uh, so forth that we'll get to in just a second. But there's a, immense energy around this because in just a couple of weeks, uh, after the election and everything's done, nobody has to think about politics anymore. Uh, you can go to the theater and you can enjoy the first two episodes of season three of The Chosen. Uh, and you're going to be able to then, uh, of course, follow along with the rest of the season per normal. Um, what makes The Chosen so different? What has made it such a big hit? One of its stars now joins us, Brandon Potter. You may know him as the character Quintus. He looks very serious in most of his scenes. Uh, but uh, Brandon, it's good to have you. Thanks for being here. It's good to be here. Thanks so much, Kevin. What, you know, what do you... I think what, Go ahead. What what makes it so so different is that it's it's a it's it's a multi season television show about the life of Jesus told from the perspectives of the people who knew him, right? And that includes all of their humanity, right? The 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 drama, the trials, the tribulations, the foibles, the humor. So we get to see sort of genuine human experiences around Jesus and the chosen, and I think that's a slightly different take and one that people are really, really responding to. Um, it's a multi-season television show. So we have years to tell these stories. We can really get in deep with these people and how they were impacted yeah. by Jesus. Well, and you've, you've been a part of other projects. What difference has it made that the funding for The Chosen has been generated the way it has been for the producers and for the people on set? Is there greater or a different type of security and knowing that this is literally funded from the very people that want it most? Of course. And you can tell that difference immediately. I could tell the difference on day one. Um, day one, when I showed up to work, I could tell that everyone was invested in this, personally invested in this project. And that's different than a lot of projects this size. You can often feel like you're just a, a cog in a machine or, you know, you're just there to do a job you're there to right. collect your paycheck and and go home maybe uh, bolster your brand if you're lucky right um but with this project everyone from top to bottom was invested in the story and they were there to support each other to make the best possible thing happen and it did what does it say about the power of story and finding an audience when maybe before you had to get past um, you know, a, a programming, a program director's door or a director or a producer's uh, desk uh, to get a project greenlit and, and put out there. That's right. You know, so I, obviously I'm just an actor. I'm not, I don't have like the, the business things to, be able to give you all of the specifics, but, but I think what you're talking about is just the decentralization of media. Mm -hmm. And from, from my perspective, what that actually means is that there's kind of fewer gatekeepers, right? Uh, over television or radio, you might be beholden to shareholders or advertisers or whatever. So there's sort of a lot of people who can veto the kind of content, you know? Um, and with something like this, as you mentioned, this is uh, fan supported, that, that, that they wrote our paychecks, 
So that's the sort of guess that we need, um, as opposed to having to go for all of these other yeses from other business entities that have a right. vested interest in the, in the distribution. When you're talking about the everything from the resolution of the camera to the accessibility of, of you know, having a writer from maybe on the other side of the globe uh, be able to make uh, instantaneous corrections to a script, you're talking about a very different age than what a lot of blockbusters were made in the past. And speak to the technological um, advantage that you guys have. Well, I think that you, you mentioned a lot of it. It's not just the actual distribution. We can put the final product out through the internet, essentially, right? It's not just that. It's all of the other stuff that goes along with the sort of leaps that we've made technologically in, in terms of filmmaking. So that means that since we're not shooting on film, which is sort of difficult to do. We have digital cameras. So we don't have to worry about running out of film. We don't have to worry about changing a film canister and it getting exposed and ruining a day's work. Like that, <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have that, right? So it makes that a little bit easier. Um, like you said, we can talk with a writer who's on the other side of the planet to get what we need. We can talk to editors who are not on set. We the, the instant communication allows for a, a crazy workflow, right? Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to wait. Um, people can be there without being there. They can. There's tablets that they can watch a rehearsal, or they can get uh, documents that they need. So the the sort of ease of communication across every level of production, I think, makes it way more accessible. It gives us a lot more tries to make something happen. Mm. Sometimes if you're doing something on film, you get you get one try. That that's it. That's how much film you have. What has been the um, I don't know the the if there has been um, eye-opening uh, discovery of, in your own experience that uh, has set this project apart from other things. The fact that every fan interaction, there's a significance to it in their life. It's it's almost always something a little bit more significant, right? And that's special, right? That That's rare and beautiful. And to be able to impact people in that way is such a gift and something that I, I will remember for the rest of my life. Talk to me a little bit about a little bit about your character. Who is your person and what do they do? I play Quintus in The Chosen. And as we've sort of talked about The Chosen is a is a multi-season television show about the the life of Jesus and is told from the perspectives of people who knew him, right? And for many of the characters like the apostles and and some of the folks that he runs into, um there's a basis for them in the scriptures or in scholarship or whatever. And my character, Quintus, is not in the Bible. There's no scholarship. <laughs> about it. So I'm kind of just a made-up guy. Um, and what I am is a praetor, which is like a magistrate, a Roman magistrate, which means I'm sort of like a martial law mayor. I deal with the citizenry and, uh, and the soldiers. Um, all these folks who knew Jesus, you know, they, he's spreading a message of love. And there's a lot of folks who love him. There's a lot of folks who don't. And I'm one of the folks who does not love Jesus. Uh, that's to say I'm a bad guy. So obviously I, I work for the Roman Empire, which is very concerned about keeping things the way that they are, maintaining the status quo. And that's not something that Jesus is so concerned about. Yeah. So there's some friction between us. And in season three, that, that friction gets turned up a little bit, hmm. uh, which I'm really, really excited for people to see. Well, you, you may not be cheering for him on the screen, but I can say that Brandon Potter's a nice guy for showing up and talking with us uh, a little bit. Brandon, thanks for your time and uh, best wishes on a very successful uh, season three. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll reconnect soon. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Kevin. It was you a got pleasure it. talking to you. And uh, just a reminder, November 18th is when you can uh, see the uh, first two episodes 
in a theater uh, locally, and uh, you can get those tickets online. Uh, you can go to foxtheater.org, foxtheater.org, uh, and that's where you can uh, get your tickets for the November 18th debut. Kevin McCullough coming right back.